Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me wearing all her Olympic rings, of which she has many, is my good friend Sarah. How are you, Sarah? I'm fine. How are you, Dan? I'm uh, look. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm still recovering a little bit. That um, that road race was intense. It was crazy, and it's um, it's it's it beautiful, crazy, awful. I think Ellen Van Dyke put up this amazing tweet, which was just showing the race. She's like, no work, not enough work, not enough characters, and just emoticons because it was it was an amazing race in terms of the racing, but. Oh my god, I Annemiek van Vleuten crashed, and I know that that's a spoiler, but I just can't talk about this race without... Yeah, look, honestly, I don't even think it's that much of a spoiler. It was such a dramatic moment in the race, and it was literally reported around the world. I mean, you know, it... it, it yeah, I, I, I mean, if there's only one thing anyone really could be relied upon to know about the race, I think it's that Annemiek crashed. Uh, yeah, and I'm so sorry if if you if I've spoiled that for you. I'm really sorry, but it's just it just overshadowed the whole thing. It was like it, it it was this interesting race, and we'll talk about it in detail, and then we'll also go on to preview the ITT in this week's episode. We're not going to talk about the other racing that's happened because I think I think the Olympics are enough, and I'm still that. I mean, the emotional roller coaster of the road race was just phenomenal, mm, and. Mm. And and it's interesting because the men's road race, you know, the, I mean, the same thing happened with uh, with 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 men's favourites going, you know, crashing yeah. out. I mean, literally crashing on that descent, two broken collarbones. Oh my god! So we'll talk about all of that. Um, I watched it live. I was common tweeting until I <laughs> couldn't. Yeah. Um, Dan couldn't stay up till four in the morning. Uh, five thirty. It finished in the morning. So, so Dan, you know, so Dan got to see it like the other way around. Like you like you said that the first thing you saw found out about was Annemiek's crash. And yeah, then yeah. Like I that... woke up and that was that was pretty much the first thing I saw on Twitter and sort of worked my way backwards from there. Um which was sort of crazy and intense and and just weird i mean i should add uh, and you know further spoiler also further don't really care if it spoils it for you and it makes okay <laughs> but no yes yeah, sorry that shouldn't be a spoiler and it makes okay and yeah. um, i mean i i was i i i'm not being hyperbolic i genuinely thought she was dead or 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 it's just or or, of... or just or, phys- or, di- or or disabled forever and so that it was one of the ugliest crashes I've that. ever seen. It's honestly, yeah, we're not being hyperbolic. This is like everyone. No. This is like major sports journalists. This is all the commentators. This is all the internet Twitter detective clubs. You know, it was, it was, yeah, it, it was horrible. It, it was just horrible. There's no, there's nothing you know good about it. It's not. It's it's not. Doesn't even play into that classic cycling harden the fuck up trope. You know, it was no, it was just I mean, fucking horrible. Normally, normally what happens is because with the men's crashes, I mean, when Hrank Thomas went down into the post, it's like, holy shit, is he all right? And then you see him sitting up and you're like, phew, okay, I can, you know, bad luck for him. But, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, or, or when Nibbly crashed and then sat up, but because she was just, anyway, we'll come on to it. Let's talk about it. So it's, I have been saying this all the way through everywhere. You have to treat Olympic cycling like a different discipline. Like, you know, like how you have classics within classics, there's cobbled classics, there's summer classics, there's the Ardennes, um, there's the autumn classics. Or you could compare classics to a sprint stage of the Tour de France, or you could compare a sprint stage at the Tour de France to an ITT yeah. at Worlds. Or, yeah, and, and so you have to treat 
Olympic cycling as a completely separate discipline and also as a completely separate discipline from the men's race because um, it's 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 not um, it's it's very very small peloton we talked about this before 68 riders took the start um, it was uh, it, it's and they're not the best right they're not necessarily the best riders in the world because blah 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 the yeah well unless you get into the tenth best yeah. Dutch are better than most people's top rider. You know, maximum only five teams had four riders. So it's very interesting. And also someone like Lotta Lepisto, for example, is a classic example of someone who got her her Olympic qualification points through the sprints, but she's a sprinter, so she's never going to do, you know, she's <laughs> there, she's never going to she's never going to challenge on this course. And it was a challenging course. It was the men had it was a very, very different race from the men's because they have maximum five riders. They have a much bigger peloton but they also have um the race started out comes from rio little tiny co- climate yoa goes along the coast goes to the grimali circuit so you come off the circuit and you start riding around the cobbles around a cobbles bumpy section along the coast front so you've got both cobbles and wind then you get to the first climb the grimali climb you descend you go to the second climb on grimali come back down back the same coast road Go back over Yoa again, and on uh, which is on the beginning of the Vista Chinesa circuit, which is the one with the big climb. Well, it's two climbs really. Canoas is the first one um, with a little bit of a descent, and then up to Vista Chinesa, and then this um, this ridiculous descent down to, and um, then it's about something like sixteen kilometers uh, descending and into the finish line, flat, yep. Yep. open roads. Um, the 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 men did a couple more. The men did more laps of of Vista Chinesa. The women did one. The men did four laps of Grumali. The women did two. So it's not as so even when you look you so when you look at the men's race and the women's race, you can't really compare. But the men's race was interesting because it wasn't so. I know Siveta will be saying, "Oh my God, Sarah!" But um, it wasn't the pure climbers who did well. It was run by Greg Van Avermite who for so often had come second in classics, yep. really strong classics rider, um, won. But he also won because the leaders crashed on the descent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But also he won because I don't care. It was the men's race, Yoni. So. It was a good. It was a good race. It, oh, but, but yeah, couldn't... but you know, you know, like the men's the men's Olympic race is like men's worlds. It's like a hundred kilometers longer than it needs to be. Like, yes, uh, yes. I mean, this is and the course and the, this is where the course has problems for the women because it was the course was designed for the men, and then they just basically took out loops for the women to do. It meant that the women's course was a bit more boring and. So it starts off, they come out of the start of the start point. They hit Yoa, very funny, because Emma Pooley, bless her heart, starts attacking. They, there's no radios in this. Starts attacking the front. What she doesn't know is that Lizzie Armitstead, her team captain, has punctured at that time. So she's attacking um, over the top. And, um, yeah, and uh, Lizzie is having to chase back on, being really, really pissed off at the pace increased and, um, you know, no help. Uh, when when yeah. she met Nikki Harris, she basically meets Nikki Harris at the when Nikki Harris is going, oh, that's where you are. And she's like, what the fuck? You're doing this gesticulation. What the fuck? Ah! At her. So um, yeah, that was fun. Um, but when they get onto the long flat circuits, there were a couple of digs. I mean, it's very interesting watching people bitch about the women's race because you get these people going, oh, it's so boring. They're not doing anything. They're not going for anything. And part of that is because where the wind was. But also part of that is because of where the circuit was. And it's also interesting because yeah, you didn't bitch about the men. Yeah, I was going to say, also a lot of that is because sexism. Because they didn't bitch about the, well, you know. 
I think it's partly sexism, but partly that we have been so used to the women attacking like lunatics that you can't expect that you expect that not that you expect that to happen all the time. But but clearly they were worried about the Vistachinesis circuit. But the, so the first attack goes and it's Lottie Kopecky from Belgium, um, very young, 20 year old tracky um, and sprinter. And I am so sorry, Belgium, because I said at the start, yeah, someone said, oh, well, you know, can we see a Belgium double? It's like, no chance. We won't see them all day. Oops, there she is. <laughs> out. Awesome. Fantastic. Congratulations, Lottie Kopecky. So, yeah, so they... Um, so they have various other little digs and trying to get away, but but no one goes and no one's chasing Lottie Kopecky because, oh, look, there goes a sprinter up the road. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. Catch her. Um, until uh, Romy Kasper from the German team goes out um, and is kind of couldn't quite get to Kopecky by herself. I think the plan was that she'd get if she could get out onto the, you know, as far as possible, she'd be there to help her teammates when they catch them on the cobbles. Yeah? yeah. Because that's, that's what she, that's what she's best at. It, it didn't work out, but you know, um, but it made sense. So, so yes, yeah, so you got Lottie Kopecky all by herself for like kilometers and kilometers and Romy Casper. And they come into Grumari together and they, um, and Lottie and they catch Romy Cat. They, they go over, over the cobbles separately with the trademark of the Olympics flying bottles. Yeah. Have to say something about this. Um, in the Olympics, everyone has to use the same bottles, yeah? Yes. I don't know whether that's just because it makes it easy, you don't have to transport them all to Rio, that's a good thing, or whether it's one of those things where it's one more thing to sell to a sponsor. Yeah, going to hazard a guess that it's more the second than the first. But... Nah, I, yeah, but it's kind of backfired because whichever bottle manufacturer it is is now famous amongst cycling fans worldwide for making bottles that don't fit into anyone's standard caging. Oh my God. Because every time any set of riders went over the cobbles, all that happened was just like bottles just flying like, like, like hailstones, hailstones, just enormously great hailstones. Ridiculous. The cobbles weren't challenging enough on their own. So they weren't cobbles like parve they weren't like people like they weren't like cobbles that had been laid let's lay some flat cobbles to make us to make a surface for you to ride across you know they were lumpy bumpy um you know kind of jolty up and downy big big cobbles yep. they, i guess they were a little bit they reminded me more of the drenta cobbles than anything else uh-huh. so i think there were more cobbles as in we've 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 put we've we've just chucked some stones off a off a thing and then just gone up and down them to kind of you know what i mean because yeah, it's, it's a sandy road because it's on the side of a seat of the cliff so yeah beautiful i mean beautiful so they get to the first grumari circuit um they get uh, uh robbie casper gets caught on the first climb on grumari uh she's um uh lottie kopecky's still out so it's out there and we see the first of many and so many times i said this trixie warwick attacking she tried a couple of times on the run-in trixie warwick just awesome just just fantastic just i you know we say this a lot um she had a she lost a kidney in my in march i know that's the sarah drinking game but you know <laughs> she's 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 never going to win on this course she's they were just the german team were on it there were three teams that were really really teamy and they were just fantastic really really good so you and so you kind of have a um so you have an attack go on the on the first circuit, and it's again, and it's Warwick Van Dyke. Van Dyke had been her usual brilliant self, putting in digs, chasing things down. Awesome, Van Dyke, Warwick, and a plicator of Poland, George Bronzini, and Kristen Armstrong. Who I'm so sorry. This is one of the first of my many, second of my many 
what the fuck is I had thought that Chris and Armstrong would be only there for the ITT. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was eye-opening, to say the least, how much effort she put in, how much work she was willing to do. Yeah, I think, I mean, the thing is, is back in her, she's, you know, Kristen Armstrong, American rider, two times Olympic gold winning ITT rider. She had, she's retired twice and come back twice. Mm. And before she retired the first time, she was all about, like, you know, being teamwork, you know, teamy. She was on, on HTC High Road. She was a proper cyclist, you know, proper cyclist. And it's so, you know, so it was nice to see the old Kristen Armstrong. I kind of suspect that she might have also been a bit stung by the criticism of her being in the road team, that she was, you know, there's no point of her being there. She won't, she won't do anything. And, and, but it was great to see her. I mean, I, I yeah. just, I was impressed and I'm sorry. I apologize for, for down. For, I mean, I still don't think she should have been in the team, but you know, whatever. I think well, Carmen Small, that was Carmen Small's place, but, but. Because because she hasn't had uh, results in the big races, but she proved that you know she proved that she was going to be absolutely making the most of being there. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, so... I, I think part of what made it all difficult beforehand is that she approached these games with such a singular focus as well. I mean, she literally came out of retirement going, "I want to race the Olympics," and made such a song. And no, dance no, and, and, and only, only the ITT as well. Yeah, yeah. Like she and hasn't so... raced. She hasn't raced against the top riders. She hasn't been yeah. to Europe. She um she raced worlds, but she hasn't and she raced the Tour of California. But she hasn't she didn't race any races that didn't suit her. She didn't even race all the UCI, you know, she didn't really help get points for the team. She didn't race the all the UCI races that were in America. I thought that she is so yeah. singularly focused, she's only out there for the for the ITT, but no, you know, I mean I, I yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. So yes, yeah, so this is like, yeah, Sarah, you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hey. Look, first time ever, ladies and gentlemen, that Sarah's admitted she made. Uh, I, I did. I did. I, I did get two predictions right for the podium, <laughs> and <laughs> and you did get the third prediction right, kind of in a kind of. This is my podium, but this ride is going to. <laughs> uh, so you know. But anyway, we'll come to that. So yes, yeah, so they're attacking. They're out there, and then you have this lovely moment where um, Emma Pooley tries to get across to them. And there's this really, really interesting thing because at this point there's this rider we're all asking about, Mariana Voss. And Mariana Voss sits, looks, sits up. She, she, Emma Pooley attacks at this point. Voss pops out of the peloton and chases her down. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe Pooley had attacked with Gracie Elvin. Yeah, and, um, Gracie Elvin, uh, well, yeah, Gracie went with her anyway. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they were attacking together, but they were together yeah. at that point, yeah. But this is one of those interesting things that I always love about riding, about cycling, is that you can know when it's an important break or an, or an important move because Mariana Voss spots it and goes with it. And, 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 and that's, and you know, she just has a radar for those. She has a twitchy radar. And because it's like, I think there was something like 67 kilometres to go at this point. And I said on yeah. Twitter, you know, you give Emma Pooley, you'd think that, you know, that, that she's not raced much this year. She's, you know, it's a long way to go. But I'm like, you give her an inch and she'll take a mile. Brackets yeah, exactly. Or seven kilometres. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. Pooley is one of those those riders that even without racing a lot this year and, and whatever, you know, she is a very, very strong climber and, you know, she's like a, like a, you know, she, she takes the, the handlebars in, in grip and goes for it. And then she can, um, you know, descend all right too. She can, she can sneak a huge gap into you without you realizing. So, 
Yeah, and she's won. I mean, back in the day, she won all. She won. She's won stages. She's won classics. She's won all sorts of things by being fucking incredible at those long range attacks. So you don't. Um, you, you know, it, it's 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 interesting. And but the thing, the trouble with Voss though is that okay, so you know that this is an important move because Voss has gone with it, and that just makes everyone else step up. So it's not an important. So some so often yeah, so, times it's not an important move anymore. Yeah, exactly. So so all of a sudden, um, Pooley and Elvin are sitting up and and everyone's well, back Voss, together. And well, the question was, what is Voss going to be like now? The Netherlands are the most successful uh, nation in women's road racing. Yeah, they've, they've got three golds um, and one bronze, but no woman has ever won the, Nether- the the road race twice. We looked at the race and thought, well, maybe it's it's it, it, that climb looks too much for Voss, but it's Voss. Who knows? But mm. the entire Dutch team, um, Ellen van Dijk, Anna van der Breggen, who was an absolute top favourite. Annemiek van Vleuten, who we haven't really seen much of this year, but she won the Ronde van Vlaanderen before. They're like, yeah, oh, we should probably talk about who were the favourites, but we'll get onto that later, I guess. So we're kind of, um, yeah, so you look at it. Anyway, Voss sits up and the group catches back and everyone's like, huh, is Voss domestiquing? Is she sandbagging? What the hell's going on yeah, with Voss? because that's the other thing is that she'll she'll just casually fuck with your head all day. She will fuck with you. She is the nicest person off the bike, but she's the absolute fucking psycho on the bike. Oh my god, she's mind games. She's sandbaggery. You cannot like she. She's she says herself that she's all mind games. Like she's sweet, lovely, kind off the bike, just evil on the bike. <laughs> um, so I mean, Anna van der Breggen started as one of the top favorites. Um, the other top favorites were um, well, the Americans had an amazing team of climbers: had Mara Abbott, Evelyn Stevens, Megan Guarnier, and Kristen Armstrong, but. Um, you know, and you and Guarnier descends best out of those four. So yeah. Guarnier is one of the top favourites, but Stevens and Abbott also look good. Uh, the other top climbers around are um, uh, uh, Ashimo and Passio, racing for South Africa, pretty much racing solo. Um, but but she was the rider who'd kind of kicked off all the main moves in, in whenever it got climby in the of Evil Women's Tour. Claudia Lichtenberg, former Giro winner. Uh, fourth in the Giro this year really strong climber showed some really good descending skills for Germany and she's supported by uh Trixie Warwick Romy Casper and Lisa Blenauer um all just I mean Trixie is probably the cleverest rider just she's she's definitely the one with like the longest career longest Mm. continuous career of them um other top climbers um, Elisa Longo Borghini and Tatiana Goderzo for the Italians, supported by Giorgia Bronzini and Elena Cecchini. Uh, Longo Borghini has an incredible descent, like like really incredible descent. And Tatiana Goderzo hasn't been as strong since she won her world champion medal. Oh, I got to say, let's say eight years ago, six years ago, but she's still great. Um, who am I missing? Who am I missing in favourites? Uh, I, I honestly I can't remember. I mean, I think that that covers most Aussies. I mean, the Aussies, the Aussies. Oh, no, kind no of, yeah. we didn't have a favourite. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, but I think that's just the honest assessment. I don't think you could have put, uh, you know, we had some very, very, very strong riders, but I don't think you could fairly have called any of them favourites. Uh, I don't know. I can see. I mean, I can see Spratties. So it's Amanda Spratt, Rach Nayland. Oh yeah, no, um, you, you Arthur can see Albert. Yeah, you could certainly see situations in which it may fall in their favour, but I, I, again, I don't think you could call them favourites, you yeah. know. And then, of course, people saying, and then, then, then the riders with question marks over them, uh, Pauline Frampreveau, uh, you know, uh, famously held 
world champion jerseys over road mountain bike and it and uh road mountain bike and cyclocross uh this year um all three but had you know she's had sciatica she's had injuries she's just mm. had a shit year in in total but you know amazing if she was on form she would be yeah. the favorite for me because she climbs like an angel descends like a demon <sighs> you know mm. add in, ex, 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 and then the other question was lizzie armitstead i don't know why a lot of British media said that she was the top favourite for the race because she wasn't because she's not got that she's not she, her, she's a she's been the best rider in the world in terms of classics this year, but her her long her weak her weakness is strong climbing and of course yeah. she had her drama about her mixed uh, missed tests that would have melted with her mind and she had a and she had a weaker team when she wins she wins with the incredibly strong bowls team so. Those I think those are, and Yolanda Neff, the mountain biker, yep. just because no pressure, let's just have fun. Mad descender, awesome. Oh, and Cassian 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 the young, the best young rider whenever there are mountains and general superstar of the future. Indeed, yes. <sighs> so you know, again, of the sixty-eight starters, we've narrowed it down to those twenty odd. Um, yeah. potential favourites and so, and so had the race because we start <laughs> losing the Raiders all the time at one point Kat Garfoot, Catherine Garfoot was out in a breakaway and I can't remember whether it was on um, where, 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 where it was but she was out in a breakaway well, and then suddenly she yeah, presumably it was near the start and then she remembered she's in the time trial. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of time trailers didn't. A lot of time trailers yeah. didn't. No, like, no, that like... was actually one of my points. I mean, I was going to give a very special shout out to Linda Willemson in particular, you know, finishing in, I think it was 23rd or something like that in the end. Or, or, or Ellen Van Dyke finishing 21st. Yeah. Ellen worked so hard all the way through the race, so, so hard. And still finished the race, even though it went over massive, great big climbs. That is not Ellen Van Dyke territory. I think she just finished it for fun. Yeah, yeah. So um, and finished twenty yeah. first. Like, fuck, Ellen, that's amazing. Anyway, so where where are we? We've got this attack um, gone. So we've got a roughly fifty k to go, Mark. Yeah, we go. We have we have at one point. There's a huge split caused, I think, on the descent on the first descent, and that's interesting because you see the Dutch on the front. You see Van Vleuten and Van Vleuten and Van Dyke absolutely refusing to work on this one because they're waiting for Mariana Voss to come back and go. Okay, well, where the what what is Voss's role in this race? I have no idea. So Paul Lottie Capecchi caught on the second Grumari climb, um, the second time over the Grumari attacks on the descent beautiful attacks on the descent audrey cordon attacking on the descent glorious and they come into the run-in back to rio yep and this time again people are going oh they're not they're not attacking they're not really trying hard and it's like oh my god they've got they the funniest thing is every time i saw someone say that on twitter they'd, they'd just be like this amazing flurry of action <laughs> <laughs> someone was and they were going they had a slow pace blah 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 but you know they also had the but i but so did the men this is the thing i don't understand is people who are a lot more critical than the women than the men and i don't get it it's it's kind of weird because it's like well, they slow down so they can attack exactly and i mean look honestly as far as I'm concerned, it just does come back to um, entrenched sexism because it's it's a, an accusation that's not levelled fairly and it also ignores the very simple fact that we, we know men or women's racing, the first time a new circuit's raced, it is always raced more conservatively than in future. Mm -hmm. and, no, I don't agree, but anyway, carry on. Well, I, 
okay, don't agree. But I think generally speaking, the first time a new circuit's raced, it's it's raced more conservatively than it would be if it was a really established, well-known, you know, parkour. Yeah. And the women didn't get the Olympic test event that the men got as well. Yeah. Like, this is the interesting thing about it is, like, the women didn't get the Olympic test event. This is this was the first time they took it. But they also knew that up ahead come this double whammy of Canoas and Vista Chinesa on the Vista Chinesa circuit. Anyway, so you're sitting there going, oh, you know, there's there's various, there's various attacks going. Um, Trixie Warwick again. I think I said Trixie Warwick's name a hundred times on my Twitter. It was hilarious. Various attacking, um, trying to go little, little digs. And then you see Mariana Voss going back to the car, Okay, grabbing a water bottle and filling her back up with water bottles. Mm, mm. Just to help with the descent because she's so little. No, this is this is like this is just like you're sitting there going, huh, Mariana Voss is the designated water carrier for the Dutch national team. Yep. Twelve times world champion across cyclocross road and track, uh, two times Olympic gold medals, and you're the water carrier. Yep. I uh, Voss gets more every time you think oh Voss can't get any better for me she just gets better for me uh, it's like okay and then everyone's like okay right yeah she's definitely domestiquing she's definitely domestiquing because she's water carrying and and you know there's Voss she's as as Voss drops off the back to get the water the the the, the pace hits up probably because Voss has dropped back you know yeah like, yeah I'm not going to let this do this um, lots of attacks. You see Eleanor Cicchini attacking, starting going on the front. You see Trixie Warwick. You see uh, Georgia Bronzini having a bit of a go. Lots of attacks. And then we come to the key move. I think one of the key moves of the race where where Trixie Warwick gets back, go, goes again. And it's obviously so close to Vista Chinesa that this time Voss goes after her. Yeah, yeah. You're like, hello, I just saw you carrying water. You've come back, you've distributed the water, you've got on the front and you're chasing down Trixie Warwick. And suddenly it's like, holy shit, maybe she's not domesticing after all. Maybe she's sandbagging us. Well, you know, she does like to play the games of the mind. It's, uh, I may have mentioned that before, but... Um, but Fuck, yeah. yeah. It ends up with Voss. I, I know I can, can't remember whether it was Garfoot at this point, but I think it's probably Gracie Elvin. Um, Chikini Vakemans. Vakemans from Belgium? Oh, my God. What the hell are you doing, Anisha Vakemans? You're a sprinter. You're not supposed to be doing well in this. You're a Belgian. You're not supposed to be doing <laughs> well in this. Chapeau. Uh, Marlos Atsa-Jasinska from Poland and Pauline Fran-Provost. Yep. And this move goes and you're like, whoa, this is this is interesting because there's no Britain, there's no American. This is a move, so it's it's Netherlands, Australia, Italy, uh Belgium, Poland, France. Uh you're like, yeah, no, and, and they've all got really good climby teammates as well. So Shakini's yeah, you know, yeah. got Lisa Longo Borghini, uh, Jacinska's got Cassia Doma. Um, Pauline Fran is probably at this point her team, you know, her her team leader. Um, Gracie Elvin technically has Spratty and Rach Nalen yep. in there. Yep. And you're like, shit, this is a really good move. And they and they and they pick up over a minute really quickly. And it's completely win-win at this point for them because you know, there's a chance. There's a chance that they could get over the top of the hill first. And if they could get to the top of the hill first, or if they could get caught by climbers and hold on, Fran Prevot and Voss are exceptional descenders yeah just i mean so's warwick i mean i don't think warwick would ever get to the top but you know if 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 you know if 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 they can win yeah, yeah but yeah. they also have major climbing teammates behind them apart from vakemans and fran Prado. so 
Yeah, and at this point, they're making the Americans and the Brits and anyone else who wants this chase. Yeah, absolutely. And holy shit, they're having to chase hard. Um, well, except that they didn't, though. They didn't get a good ch- I mean, at one point, it seemed to be only Kristen Armstrong chasing. And I don't, I mean, you know, obviously, where the cameras are focusing on the riders at the front, we don't get to see everything about the riders behind all the time. But it was like you're sitting there going, this is the weirdest disorganized chase. I mean, I guess it's also because I think you had Kristen Armstrong chasing and then a pile of teammates like Brunauer and, you know, and, and riders from the t- riders in front sitting behind in that kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, well, if you want to go help her, just, just squeeze through here kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and no Emma Johansson. Emma Johansson missed that move. Interesting, because Emma Johansson, God, I can't believe we forgot to say she was a favourite. Emma Johansson is always a favourite um she is the best all-round cyclist in the world apart from well now that Voss isn't uh is is you know Voss as we all know had a year off from injury and illness last year so she's not necessarily you know she's she's just not she's not at her world beating best and for Voss that just means winning a lot Mm. (laughs) (laughs) only a lot um so Voss has had a very low season very low season Emma Johansson um her kryptonite is long climbs her kryptonite is her mental pressure about knowing that the Swedish call her Silver Emma because she got a silver in the um, 20, 2008 Olympics. She's got silver and world, silver and bronze in world championships. She'll be on the podium for like ridiculous amounts of time during the spring yeah. classics and it's always yeah. silver and bronze. So her, men's, her, her kryptonite is her mind as well, isn't it? Well, it is a very particular kind of mental torture, isn't it? To, yeah. To consistent to be that consistent for so long across so many like races and types of races and 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 you know she's don't get me wrong like you know emma's got more than enough wins like you know she's she's a very winning cyclist but she's a very 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 silver cyclist i think I, I think part of it with Emma as well is she is a very, very clever racer. So she'll get herself into, um, someone told this to me recently, said that she gets herself into breaks that she doesn't have the legs to win from. Yeah, yeah. So, but so then her teamies can't chase her down. Like we saw it in Strade Bianchi when she was when when it was uh, Cassie and Yordoma, Lizzie Armitstead and Johansson out in a break of out in a break of three. Now Johansson got into that break, but clearly couldn't outclimb yeah. Armitstead and, and the Yordoma, yeah. and didn't and, really have the legs. And her team and, can't chase it down, and her team can't help drive through there. So yeah, so it's kind of but she's there because she's clever. Yeah. And I don't think she could stop herself getting there because I think she's just an instinctive racer. So so part of it is that I think there's a mental block about coming second, but part of it's also that she gets into possessions because she's clever but her legs can't take her to the win. Well, I think it's also that thing of, you know, this is a big part of bike racing too. I mean, as you say, she's an instinctive racer, but uh, you know, we talk fairly often about how important instincts are because you know, if she didn't go with the break when it happened and decided to wait, there's no guarantee that her team's strong enough to pull it back or gets yeah, the help yeah, yeah, yeah. to pull it back or or any number of million other things that can happen, you know. And you can't, you, you know, this is the other side of the head games, isn't it, that, you know, you start to second-guess yourself, well, then you are going to wind up and, second. So, And we've seen her talk about that in, for example, the Ronde van Vlaanderen. She mm. said, you know, I, I, I saw this break go, I missed it. I wanted to chase it, but I, I thought if I chased it, I'd be helping other people and then I'd yeah. lose. And so I hesitated too long 
yeah. I didn't chase it. I lost. And she's very honest about it as well, which is yep. also something I love about her. She's she's just she's 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 it's her final season and she's going to be missed. I mean, I don't think she's an easy personality necessarily. No, no. but but I think she's very well respected and liked. Um, even you know that said, you know. Um... So we get to we get to the bottom of Vista Canoas and when they get to the so to Canoa the first time of the Vista Chinesa circuit and this group of Warwick Voss, Elvin, Chikini, Vakerman, and Justin Scrum around Provo has about a minute and they hit the climb. And they hit the climb and they start climbing and they start climbing hard. Yep. Yep. And behind them there's a group that gets that forms and there's just like shit we can't let them get to the top and the, the, the first part of the climb is the hardest which they go through to get make over it so i think it gets up to 19 percent at points it's not a climb that's like a long drag so when we talk yeah. about for example mara Ab- some people say mara Abbott's the best climber in the world and it's like no she's not the best climber in the world she's best at long grind grinding yeah. you know kind of all the way up at the same kind of gradient drags but this is like little little sharp bits and then it flattens out a bit sharp bits flattens out a bit it has the descent there's about like 900 meters almost a kilometer of a descent between Canoas and then climbing up to Vista Chinesa and it's 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 so it's in it so you're like so it's actually the type of climb that if Mariana Voss could that that, that it's probably too long for Voss, but it's probably the type of climb she could survive on. So you know, yeah. and also Ferran Prevost should be should be great at this. So they start shedding riders off the front of this group, and behind them there's this group that's got all your big climbing names: Abbott, Stevens, Mormons, Van der Breggen, uh, you know, Neodoma, uh, uh, Guarnier, all these major big rider names, including also. Your Johansons, your Lizzie yeah. Arnotsteds, yeah, your, Passio, uh, your uh, Longo Borghini's, uh, your yeah, Van Vlissen. So they kind of get there and they catch the fort, they catch the group. And at this point, Mara Abbott is doing all the work on the climb. She's doing all the work on the front, and she's like, they they catch the group. They now, go down. Now, that's sorry. That's that's the point where I've got to do a bit of a mea culpa because literally, even as as recently as last week, I was like, this course isn't going to suit Mara for exactly what you were just saying. Like, it's not a long, draggy climb. But, you know, particularly at this point in the race, you know, Mara was just like undeniably giving it her all, like just working so hard and and smashing into it in a way that I, I don't recall really seeing from Mara previously. And, and you know, I've got to got to put my hand up and say I was wrong about that. And boy, did she ride this race like it was the I- Olympic road race. I think I said last week that I didn't think she'd get past the Grumari circuit because little skinny, 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 skinny climber who suffered with anorexia on those cobbles and then the descents. Mara is traditionally an awful descender. She yeah. at, um, on the we talked about this a lot, but on the in the Giro on the um, the, the Queen stage, which was over um, oh god, what's that mountain called Motorolo? Yep. She hit the top of the Motorolo really well. She outclimbed everyone in the Giro. And then she and got the, to the top. She had four and a half minutes, four and a half minutes at the, at the end of the, at the top of the descent, finished around 30 seconds yeah. ahead because she crashed on the descent. But also, she, you know, you, you crash because you're not a good descender, but you also descend badly. So yeah. you're sitting there just going, oh. And so I was always like, I don't think Mara will be able to win this race because... Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, and that's my, and you know, so again, Mayor Culper, because fuck, she was good. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. she was strong. And it was, it was, and you're like sitting there going, no, I, I, I didn't expect that. But 
but it's beautiful when that happens too and i love that i love being wrong about cycling because well most of the time i love being wrong about cycling. <laughs> well it's part of what keeps it so exciting it's part of what makes the olympic race such a an amazing spectacle too is because you know as you say you've got to treat it as a separate discipline a separate event and as i was trying to say before it's it's a it's a fresh course every time like it's a new race and so you can apply all the theory everything that you know about all the riders and how they're going and everything else and the race starts and it all pretty much goes out the window like you you just you can't predict what's going to happen um we saw it even in london where the the weather played this this big um you know part even though it wasn't the worst rain in london's ever known it just it was enough of a thing to make and break that race you know this time around it's the course itself it's it's you know part of what makes the olympic road race such an amazing spectacle yeah 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 and they're going for it it's like it's it's um Yes, they're hitting. They're going up there. They 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 catch. They go over the. They go down the little descent. They and then they hit the the climb up to Vista Chinesa, and we end up with a group of five riders: Anna van der Breggen and Annemiek van Vleuten from the Netherlands, Mar Abbott from the USA, Elisa Longo Borghini from Italy, and Emma Johansson from uh, Sweden. Yep. Off the back of this group, there's like just trying to get back. You've got Lizzie Armitstead and uh, Cassia Neodoma and a couple of other riders. I think Jacinska there. And behind that, you've got Voss. Like, and Voss, you see, Voss is the most physical climber. Like, just yeah. the most physical climber. She 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 suffers when she's climbing. She's like she's trying to pull herself up the hills by it's, on her handlebars. It's isn't like she? Like she's climbing a ladder. Like she throws the bike around. It's it's like she's um like trying to walk a ladder while she's standing on it, you know, or something like that. Like yeah. it, it just looks, it looks eighteen kinds of wrong, and somehow it, she still makes it work. But but yeah, there's no questioning when she's really really kicking it into a climb. Yeah. yeah. So they get there, and then they drop riders. And they drop the on. And at this point, I'm like, oh my god, Amy Hansen's there. Oh my god, Amy Van Vleuten's there. And then Mara Abbott kicks it. Only Van Vleuten can go. So you have Mara Abbott and Annemiek van Vleuten with Van der Breggen, Johansson and uh, Longo Borghini behind them. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my fucking God. This is incredible. Yeah, absolutely and- insane. And at the point at which, I mean, you, you can understand the attack because, okay, of course Abbott's always going to attack on the uphill. But holy fuck, like we just said in the Giro, you know, she, she gets to the top of a climb with four and a half minutes and, and ends the race with 30 seconds. Like, descending is not her strong suit. Yeah, at this at this point, those three riders, who, uh, Van der Breger, uh, Longo Borgini, Johansson, must have been like, yeah, whatever. She's... Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the last ramp, we'll see you in 20 seconds. Like, it'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, now, yeah, you worry a bit about Van Flirten, but you're not going to worry about Mara in that situation. Now, Van Flirten is interesting, because we haven't seen her climb all year. So some people go, are you a bit worried about Van Vleuten? It's like, no, no, I wasn't. Because Van Vleuten has been invisible all year. And I just want to say, I have a theory about how Johansson and Van Vleuten did so well. And that's because they didn't ride the Giro, both of them. Yep. Both of them climbed much better than I would have expected. Neither of them climbed, raced, the, raced the Giro. And I know that you can peak for multiple races, the Giro's at the beginning of July, but you know, but I just thought it was interesting. We wouldn't have guessed that they could do this. Maybe they could do it once in their life. Um, Van Vleuten's been riding for Orica AIS, and there's been this dodgy overlap between Orica AIS and the Aussie national team, yeah? 
the DS is the same as the coach is the same as the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Orica were not at all shy about saying that they weren't riding the Giro because they wanted so many of their riders to, yeah. to be targeting and peaking for the Olympics. So, you yeah. know, it, it was... We didn't... An open secret, basically. And I sort of wonder if they've got money problems as well, actually. But they didn't ride... <laughs> it's, so... it's women cycling. They almost certainly do. Yeah. So... so... We didn't see, at uh, the other hilly races of this season, we didn't see Van Vleuten in, for example, the Amakamin um, Bira, mm. the, the race in the, in, the, in the Basque Mountains. And there aren't that many climbing races for the women because when we're doing so much better than we were doing, but in the beginning of the 2000s, we were just losing races hand over fist, like continually losing races and it was dreadful. And we lost, and the races where we lost were in France, the very, the Pyrenean Tour de Lode, uh, the Grand Boucle, which is the women's Tour de France-ish. Um, we lost races in Italy, uh, the Giro Trentino, which used to be all about the Alps. You know, let's start at the bottom of an Alp and ride up to the top of an Alp. Yeah. Now, now we're going to have one where we start midway up an Alp, ride to the top of an Alp, and then ride down the Alp. You know, it was, it was, it was. They, they've had to change what they're doing. Um, to, they've they kind of become flatter. So we don't have that many climbing races. Now, this is why... So when people say Mara Abbott is the best climber in the world, I always disagree with them because I'm like, no, she only rides one race. She rides the Giro. So she's the best rider in the Giro for sure, hands down, but best climber in the Giro. Um, but she's not the best climber in the world because we don't get to see her against the world. Anamik, I we should have guessed because in the very hilly Turingen Rundfahrt, she had one silver one. She was second in the ITT and third on the two, third on two of the climbing stages. Yeah, well, I, I mean, this is always <laughs> going to be the overall. thing, isn't it? You know, like it, it's just so hard to predict. But I, I think you're probably onto something with the the didn't ride the Giro theory. Um, you know, it just for for probably two really important reasons. One, like your your major climbing legs aren't too sapped by the Giro that way. But then also that thing, as you say, because there aren't as many climbing races around, it also doesn't give your opponents as much time or opportunity to size you up and work out where you're yes, at. Yes, yes, exactly. No one would have thought that Johansson was a threat. No one would have thought that Van Vleuten was a threat. And this is also the other problem is, is that no one would have thought Van Vleuten is a threat because you think about, for example, Ellen Van Dyke. Well, okay, we know that Van Dyke is going to be a major, major rider who's going to attack and, and, and manage the race and go really, really, really well in the beginning size. Then you talk about Van der Breggen as a favourite. Then you talk about Voss and the question mark. And there's just no time to talk about Van Vleuten because, you know, she's just the fourth Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, fourth, Dutch equals better than most people's first rider so you know so they come to the top of the climb and really really interestingly when it comes to the top Van Vleuten overtakes Amara Abbott to go over the top of the climb first yeah so between and, them they've got about 22 seconds on the the next three but yeah. Van Vleuten does what any sane person would have predicted um you know she starts to put time into Mara because she's but, yeah, can I just say before we get there? Yep. Before we even get there, the BBC commentators were saying, I don't understand why she's attacking Maraba over the top. There's no need to do this. Why is she doing this? She's just wasting energy. She's playing fucking mind games at this point. She's A, trying to crack Mara Abbott. Look, haha, I'm the better climber than you. Ha 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 ha. You didn't expect that. B, she doesn't want to be behind Abbott when they go down the descent. Yep. And, and, and then C, she's got Vanderbregen in the group behind, which you know, like you would bet your final dollar, they're going to catch Mara. 
And so, yes. so Vanderbregger is going to help, you know, keep any chase effort a little bit disorganized, um, a little bit, little bit out of order. Um, she's going to, you know, also be the one who doesn't actually have to do any work. So even if you get caught, she gets to attack. And so Dutch still win gold. I mean, yeah. it, the, the only logical thing for, for Animate to do in that situation was to attack. Like it was, yes. it was the only option for her, really. But it was just, it was also. I mean, I just think it's so, so Dutch of her to completely, you know, how can I? My, my, my. I know that she's going to be worried about the descent. How can I make her worry a bit more? I know, I'm going to attack. <laughs> and the other, and but behind the other thing that you've got is that. Now, I don't know if they know this because, of course, there's no race radios, but you've got your Lizzie Armitstead and Cash in the Odoma are probably about 15 seconds behind yeah. Group Van der Bregen. Yep. So. They hit the top almost immediately. Uh, Van Vluten hits the top first. Uh, Mara Abbott follows almost immediately. She's putting time into Abbott. Um, Van Vander Breger is a good. She's a strong descender. She's a good descender. Mara Abbott's a terrible descender. They hit it and she goes and she's and and it's a terrifying descent. It's starting to rain. And it, yeah, and it's a, and it's they, a technical descent. And it's that it, it was that kind of really um, quite dangerous rain. Like it's not heavy rain that clings the road. It was misty, damp rain that clings to everything and makes things slick. Yes, and and they 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 pass the spot where Nibbly went down. They pass. She passes the spot where her aunt Thomas goes down, and then. And you think she's got it. Oh, my yeah. God. And Van Vluten's won the Olympic Games. And, and Holy shit, this is the race of her life. Exactly. She'd put 30 seconds into into Abbott by this point, And you're sort of going, man, when she gets to the bottom of this, she does have the power, all things being equal, to, she's, to hold she, this. She can she's do the it. Third, she's the third best Dutch time trialist, which doesn't sound good. But 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 she is. She was second in the Turningen Hilly, Hilly ITT. She couldn't get to race the ITT purely because... Ellen van Dyke's a former world ITT world champion and won Turingen and is super strong. And Anna van der Breggen won silver medal in the ITT in the in 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 uh, in, yeah. in the worlds last year. And the ITT course is made for her. Yeah. So you're like, so poor Van Vlerten. But you're like, yeah, if she she has got such strong uh, such strong ITT skills that you think if she gets to the bottom, and also she had done not a lick of work at this point. Like I think I saw her, I saw her once or twice on the front. Kind of there was that point where she and Van Dyke were basically making sure the big pack came back together. She had done no work. She had had an easy, 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 easy ride. She just had to sit there and wait and wait and wait. So at this point, she's fresh. Whereas Mara Abbott had to do the chasing to get back to Group Foss. Yeah, yeah. So she comes around the she comes around a corner, and then she crashes. And, and she crashes. I, I honestly, uh, just to be completely honest, I I haven't even gone back to watch too closely to try and work out exactly how it happened. I it's irrelevant to me at this point. I mean, we know that it was basically because of the conditions. Because no, she came. She came. I think she came. Someone said who did go back and watch it that she came. She overcooked a corner. Yeah, her wheels locked. And she crashed. Yeah, and and that's it. That's all I was going to say is wheels locked and conditions made her slip. She crashed. Um, you know, it was and it, it, it was it, so so. Can, yeah, the, the 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 course, the side of the road, and this is the thing is is people are saying it was dangerous. And it wasn't dangerous because the descent was dangerous. It was just dangerous because they hadn't done anything about the side of the road, which was these hard, sharp concrete drainage ridges. Basically, to you know, to make to make sure that 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 the um, to keep the road, you know, to to help it when it really rains up there. Mm. But they were hard and sharp, and she hit it, and it looked like her head hit it. 
and her body flew over her and her she feet were still in the bike and it was just one of the most... Landed in the worst... Like, it, it's honestly... I, I struggle to think of a, another crash I've seen that looked worse. It, it I just, feel sick just thinking about she, it. She came down in the worst possible way and it, it just... It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And I, I mean... I, I can only really talk about it now because I know she was okay. Um, but goodness me, it was, it was sickening. And so, you know, just under or around 30 seconds later, Mara Abbott comes around the corner to this site and is probably, you know, she's not the, the strong descender anyway. So she's probably freaked the fuck out right then. Um, you know, and, and not far behind is the chasing group of three, including, you know, Anna Meek's teammate and friend Anna Vanderbreggen going, I mean, holy it, shit, it's lying there in a, in a heap. Like It was just awful. And, and, and they just, and the thing is, is someone said, oh, you know, it was, why didn't they stop? Why didn't they stop when they stopped to try and help her? But when you're hitting that descent, because she was going fucking fast as well. Oh, you know, what is it speeds like, up to 90k 16, an hour. They're yeah. so fast that, that if yeah. you, by the time you've seen it and registered it, you can't stop, and oh. they have to keep going, and that's what must have been awful. Well, like, like both Van der Breger and Voss talked about it, like, like just feeling. I mean, at this point, everyone on Twitter is just like, "What the fuck?" And you can't say it on Twitter, but you're thinking to yourself, "I think she might be dead. I think she's that's that's like broken neck at the minimum. That was just. It was just." And and you just can't care. Like you, you have all the kind of all the Twitter common tweeters, all the journalists, everyone, all the fans, all the fans, all first time fans. Everyone just saying, "I can't care about the outcome of the race until I know she's all right." Yeah, it was just. Oh God, I've got tears in my eyes just thinking about yeah, that moment. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. It was At just the same horrific. time, I, I would maintain, I would say to anyone that there's there was no way that you could even think about trying to stop in the middle of that descent. Like it would oh, cause no. it would cause way more chaos. I mean, they did the right thing by riding on, not just because the race was on. But anyway, that doesn't change the fact that's what happened anyway. So Mara so, now finds herself out ahead, roughly, I think at this point, around 38 seconds ahead of the, the chase group of three. And she's, she's got to be... Van der and Johansson and... And Longo Borghini. And for yeah. Mara, this has to be like her absolute worst fucking nightmare. Like, leave the crash out of it. You know, you're coming off a descent onto a long, flat chase, and you're, quote-unquote, the world's best climber. <laughs> and now you've got to hold on. And, and... And, and behind her, not just that, but behind her... You've got the two riders who are uh, Van der Breger and and Longo Borghini who were se- who were second and third in the Giro ITT. Yeah, yeah. Who are both big favourites for the ITT? Who can TT their hearts out? Who race with each other all the fucking time? And Emma Johansson, who's this wily, clever fox of a rider. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck. I mean, I don't it's, know if she even knew who was behind her, yeah, but, but she could have guessed. It's got to be an behind- absolute worst nightmare scenario and about 15 seconds behind that you've got your lizzie armitstead cashing your adoma group so you know but to her credit you know worst nightmare absolute nightmare scenario for her but like we said earlier up the up the climb mara just rode her uh, fucking ovaries off you know like she she just you could see it you know she just gave it everything and then some you know, she suffered. She was suffering. She, she was suffering, suffering, like... suffering, suffering. Now, I saw a journalist who I'm not going to name because it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen saying, oh, you know, such a shame that Van Vleuten crashed because she could have helped Mara Abbott um, on the run-in. And it's like, no, no way. No. A, a, 
Van Vleuten was 30 seconds ahead at the point she'd have crashed. I think she'd have pulled it out to a minute at the bottom of the oh, climb. At Van Vleuten's time trial and C, Van Vleuten's confidence, you know? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. What you would have seen, if, if Anamik hadn't crashed, what you would have seen is her have somewhere between a minute and a minute and a half on Mara by the bottom of the descent. I reckon the group of three chasers would have caught Mara at the bottom of the descent at the latest, and they would have passed her. Um, you know, she may have held on, but ultimately I think she would have wound up finishing fifth. Um, yeah. maybe even further back if the if the group behind caught, you know, if she couldn't stick with them as they caught her. But, you know, no, there was never a scenario in which Anamique and Mara were going to two up their way in. Um, just wouldn't but happen. it looked like, it looked like Mara Abbott would win at six kilometres, she had 35 seconds, and it wasn't dropping as fast as I expected. No, no. And, and I'm thinking, are they playing games? Because, but, I mean, Anna, Anna van der Breggen at the time said that she knew that, Emma Johansson's sprint is super fast, so she was kind of trying to hold something back while still trying to catch others. Yeah, yeah, but I, honestly, I don't think they were. I mean, maybe I, I don't think they were playing games in the pure sense, at least, because I reckon more than anything else, Anna at least was probably incredibly fucked up from seeing Anna Meek, you know, crash like that. Like, she said, like, she's, yeah, she said afterwards in the interview that she didn't think that she could. She saw it and she freaked the fuck out, and. Emma kind of slowed up to say to her, no, come on, ride, ride. We ride for Anamique. Yeah. Yeah. And that is just, ah, oh, that's just cycling to me. That's, I mean, people are saying that, that, that Emma Johansson, haha, is also Machiavellian because it helps her get to the end and helps her, her medal chances, you know, and it can be both as well, you know, but I think that was there. That's there. Emma going, no, we ride for Anamique. And she got Anna's head back together. Yeah, yeah. And so that she, you know, back into but, the race. And I think that's. And I'm going. I'm. I'm. I think that's. That's. That's just because but, Emma Johansson is a good person. Yeah, I. I tend to agree. But I. I think either way, it. It certainly added a, 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 an even heightened sense of drama to the the finale. Because as you say, Mara, you know, I mean, she was. She was so deep into the pain cave, you know, she she almost didn't have enough string to find a way back at the end. Um, you know, it, it was it was impressive is the only word I can use to to, to watch. I, I haven't seen Mara ride like that because I'm used to seeing her climb. And, yeah. you know, she made it all the way to – it was nearly down to the 200-meter mark. It was, you know, I'd say roughly 230, 250, yeah. where, where she finally got caught. And, I mean, it, it, it was just staggering. And, and I do genuinely feel for Mara because that must suck like crazy to get right there and, and be caught in the end. But it happens in racing and – and it happened on that day. And so the the group, Anna van der Brega, Emma Johansson, Elisa longa Borghini caught her. And um, and Anna finished off the sprint. Well, Elisa longa Borghini started, didn't she? She started first. It was yep. an amazing sprint. It was a super hard sprint. And I want to just give a big shout out to our friend Jens, who once upon a time said, Anna van der Brega sprints like a potato. And ever since... Anna van der Breggen has done so much better in sprints. Like she, 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 she won the fucking course by the Tour de France. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's so, the, you yeah, know how you claim yeah, credit. You know how you claim credit for interviewing writers and then they go on to win. So apparently, Jens's superpower is to compare them to vegetables, and then they they go. Jens's on to... superpower was reverse jinxing. Anna van der Breggen to become good at sprint to become good at at, 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 at sprinting. 
Yeah, yeah. So I laughed and laughed and laughed because, yeah, congratulations, Jens. And especially because Jens is Swedish. So for Anna van der Breggen to out-sprint <laughs> Emma Johansson into second was just... Uh-huh hilarious so congratulations gems like a potato huh (laughs) um it was hard watching her win because she was interviewed afterwards and she just looked so worried and subdued she didn't have that you know the winning olympic games is supposed to be the best moment of your life you're supposed to be jumping up and down and cheering and cheering and cheering and you're supposed to be so happy and she all she was she was just like i I, because we still didn't know what had happened to Van Vleuten. Yeah. There were tentative rumours that she was okay, that she was speaking, that she was in an ambulance, but there was nothing, nothing, nothing confirmed. And so when Van der Brager was interviewed for British TV, she just looked so down. And you know, there's Emma Johansson, almost one of her first words was Anamique. Yeah. Anamique, you could see her like, Anamique, what's wrong? Do we know yeah, about yeah. Anamique? What's and news? no one knew. Yeah. Yeah. No one knew about Anamique. And... But there's apparently a Dutch video where you can where you can see uh, at, where you can see the moment where Van der Breggen finds out that it's okay, Annemiek, she's she's conscious, she's talking, she's in an ambulance, yeah, and just apparently her face just transforms, like the just the worry falls off her, and that's when she has her winning moment. And yeah, and, yeah. You know, again, I've got tears in my eyes thinking about it because you know they're very tight, they're very close to each other, they're. You know, they've, they've well, trained together, they've raced together. Exactly. Pretty much, I mean, their whole lives. When, the, when you're part of the same nation, I mean, the women's peloton in total is a very small group, really, when you think about it. And and pretty much everyone knows everyone. But when you've, yeah. when you've ridden together for that long, I mean, goodness me. And the Dutch were so teamy, so, so teamy. Mm. So, so, yeah, so that was like, oh, fuck. I mean... Yeah, so Van der Breger first, uh, Johansson second, Longo Borghini in bronze, and Longo Borghini crossed the line with a huge smile on her face because although she didn't gold or silver, she was super happy. And again, the Italians, I mean, just such an amazing team. They rode perfect team tactics. They always do. It was wonderful to see uh, Cicchini out in the attack, yeah. Yeah, out, out, out attacking, and Georgia Bronzini doing her thing, just wonderful. Um, fourth, Mara Abbott, four seconds behind. Fifth, Lizzie Armitstead, uh, with Cassia Neodoma, uh, with 20 seconds behind in a small group that had Cassia Neodoma, Flavia Oliveira from Brazil, you know. Um, yeah, hometown girl. Hometown girl. And Yolanda Neff in eighth. Uh, Mariana Voss in ninth, one minute and 14, in a group with Ashley Millman, Passio and Megan Guarnier. How the fuck did, I mean, I guess I can only guess that, that Mariana caught did a did like a descent of, of, of dreams um because I can't how did she catch those climbers? Um in twelfth was Evelyn Stevens at two sixteen with Elena Elena Amulusic, Tatiana Gadert, so fourteenth um at two nineteen. Then Amanda Spratt, fifteenth, your first Australian, um four minutes oh nine, Olga Zabalinskaya, sixteenth, Ed Eri Unanami at seventeenth, Christine Mayarus in eighteenth, wow. Um, Lisa Bernauer, 19th first German at five, in a five, in the 507 Majerus group. And, you know, I mean, the Germans also rode an amazing team race, but Claudia Lichtenberg obviously didn't have the climbing legs and yeah. couldn't finish it. It is what it is, you know. Um, yeah, Lichtenberg finished like six minutes 36 back. So where was I up to? I was up to Bernauer. Uh, I was num- number 20th, Ellen Shakini in that 507 group. So, yeah. Like, yeah. And that was the Olympic road race. Before we started recording, Sarah and I said to each other, "Well, let's keep the 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 
you know, review of the the road race to half an hour, and then that leave us plenty of time for the time trial. So here we are, <laughs> here we are, an hour into it. <laughs> Should we give them time to go and get a cup of coffee or a beer? <laughs> Fuck it, it's a podcast. I can take us with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah, I, oh, fuck, every emotion under the sun. And yeah. to be honest, I'm still not over it. And No, I don't think we will be for a while, you know. I, I... Oh, but, oh, let's talk about how Van Vlerten is. She's in hospital. She yep. was kept in for 24 hours. Miraculously, she had three small cracks to her to, vertebrae. To, vertebrae in the lumbar region of her back, yep. and she had a concussion. And a concussion, which, given and how she went down, is like fuck. I amazing. Oh, I, I just, oh god, I. Everyone, it wasn't just me being hyper and melodramatic. Everyone who saw that. No, oh. I, it's it, 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 it's hard to explain, and I'm honestly torn because it, it's so difficult to explain that you kind of just want to say watch the video, but the video is so horrible that you kind of don't want to encourage people to watch it. No, like, I, I, it's yeah. like it's it seriously still sickens me. And I mean, she said she said that she said that physically okay, but mentally she's a complete wreck. Yeah. She's just she yeah. can't remember what happened. She she just. It's and just to, mentally she is she was to lose the Olympic gold like that mm. and to have the ride of her life on the most important race day and she was part of the team that has supported Mariana Voss to win and she's just like and I think she was planning to retire after this. Yeah, well, uh, that was one of her tweets, wasn't it? That part of what she was struggling with is that this is an opportunity that comes up once every four years if you're lucky, you know, and and that's that's. To, to make the team, let alone to get into that position in the race, let alone to finish it off. You know, like it's, I, I certainly understand the, the uh, well, conceptually at least, the, the struggle that must bring, but, you know, um, yeah. I, I, if she's saying that it does make her think that maybe I can do more, maybe not in the Olympics. Yeah. But I can still do, but I can, but I can do more. Yeah, I yeah. think she's thirty-one, or I think she's thirty-one. Oh, so, God, so, it's, so old. Oh. No, but in cycling, in dog years, that's like dog years, <laughs> isn't it? So, so no, she's still got. She's. I mean, I feel for her. I feel for her, and I, you know, I just, oh, fuck, poor Anamik, poor Anamik, and and it's going to burn her, but. But you know the Dutch. I guess there's, there's still Dutch gold. That's the fourth Dutch gold. The Dutch handed it from Voss to Van der Brega. Yep. They rode it beautifully. And you know, and the question is, can the Dutch make it two golds, just like Leontine van Morsel did back in 2000? Well, Leontine won three that year because she won the road race, the ITT, and the individual pursuit. But on Wednesday tomorrow, we've got the ITT. And yeah, I, and honestly, you do have to say that. You know, Anna and Ellen Van Dyke are, are two very strong contenders for for that one. So Anna Van, Dyke, I th- actually think that the 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 thing that you'd ask yourself normally is saying, you know, will she be able to get her head back in the game to be able to focus on the ITT after winning? I actually think that having Van Vleuten's crash means that they won't have had that kind of pure giddy delight, you know, pure giddy delight celebration. They're going to be, you know, they're going to, yeah. is, is Anamiko okay? Is Anamiko okay? You know, well, what does it mean? She's still in ICU. Is she all right? So I actually think that they'll have been a bit subdued and it'll actually work in there. It, if, if you can have the chance to, you know, if you've won the gold and you want the chance to win another gold, they can, 
you know, I think it'll work in their favour because they can, they've, they've not, they didn't have that pure emotion. You know, they, didn't, they had that really, I mean, bittersweet isn't strong enough, is it? It's hellish, hellish delight, isn't it? You know, yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, Anna van der Breggen, very, very strong ITT rider, very good climber, obviously did really well on this course, obviously is going to be going in on a high, has to start as one of the top favourites for the ITT. She would have started for one of the top favourites of the ITT anyway. I think this just ups her favourites, ups her, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to think so too. I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really thought it through as much as you. I just kind of have a good feeling about it, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to hear? So, so, so the ITT. It's on Wednesday. It's tomorrow on Wednesday. Um, if you want to watch it, it's going to be on everywhere. So, if you can't find, if it's not on, on in your country, there are tons of streams. And it's uh, Sunday, the seventh of August. It starts one fifteen Brazilian time, which is five fifteen in Britain, six fifteen in um, uh, uh, Europe. Um, 18.15 in Europe, sorry, um, 12.15 in North American EDT time and, sorry, Dan, 2.15 in the morning for Aussies <sighs> in Sydney. Gross. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, yeah, okay. So, you know. Uh, it's yeah. it's around the Grumari circuit, which was the first circuit we saw them. They basically start just outside in Portal, they go around the Grumari circuit. Where the cobbles were, there's this nice, clean strip of um, tarmac, although it's not clean enough for a rider to overtake another rider, so that'll be interesting. So basically, it goes up, it starts along, and along the coast was very, very windy. So that is going to play something into it. They have the first climb, uh, they have the first climb, which is Grumari. Um, uh, and let's see how it's... Uh, Let's see what that is. Let's say it's uh, it's it's about one point two one point two kilometers long, average seven percent. Followed by that sinuous descent. Then they have the second climb, Grota Funda, two two point one meter uh, kilometers long, uh, average four and a half percent, but but sharp but sharp and average four and a half percent. That doesn't seem right. Again with the descent down and then a flat run into Portal. It's twenty nine point nine kilometers. Um. Always hard to say what an ITT is going to be like because we don't have many standalone ITTs at all. Yeah. Um, in men's race and women's races, ITTs, apart from Worlds, are usually in the context of we have a couple just before Worlds, you know, for Worlds training, but they're usually in the context of a stage race. So, A, some riders are tired and some riders handle that tiredness better than others. B, some riders who are very strong ITT riders don't go all out for the ITT in a stage race because they might be domestiquing for someone else or they might be after stage wins. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not like yeah. there could be a whole host of responsibilities. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not necessarily you're not. And, and C, a 29.9 kilometer ITT is long. We have a lot of prologues. A prologue is under 10 kilometers. It's usually something that starts at the start of the, um, at the you know, at the, at the, at the, it kicks off a race. It's under 10 K. So when you look back, so, and, and, and not all, and not all riders ride the same thing. So for example, um, Anne-Sophie Dyke from Belgium has been a fantastic TT rider. She won the TT in Grazio Olovar. She also won, um, um, she won the Ljubljana Dumzale, Ljubljana standalone ITT in Slovenia. She was second in the, in the, um, surprise all Czech Republic ITT. You know, she was, so you look at it and go, okay, I'm Sophie Dyke. She's probably one of the most successful ITT riders this season. But 
those are development races. They're not against the biggest riders in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at like, okay, well, then some other big ITTs, the Chrono Gatineau, which is a 20K one in Canada. Well, okay, but that's not got, you know, uh, Amber Nebin won. She's not the Olympics. Tara Whitten was second. Carol Ann Canwell. Can we take something from that? Well, not really. <laughs> so the TTs that we can really look at, and these don't have Kristen Armstrong in them, they don't have Linda Willemsen in them, the world the current world champion. Yeah. So you look at the Giro Rosa Stage Seven, which was a hilly. It was twenty-one kilometers, mostly road road bikes. It had a hill in it and some very technical descending. That was won by Evelyn Stevens with Anna van der Breger second, Lisa Longoborghini third, um, and then Olympians Kasia Neodoma fifth and Caroline Canwell sixth. And then the Tullingen Runfart Stage 4 ATT, which was hilly, 19 kilometres. A very strong field, but no Willemsen, no Armstrong. That had Ellen van Dijk one, Van Vleuten second, Ashley, Pas- Ashley Mormon Passio third, Lisa Brunauer fourth. Oh, and that did have Linda Willemsen because she was fifth. Right. And ironically, one of the biggest ITTs that we look at for this sort of thing is, isn't UCI ranked, 19 kilometres long, the Omelette van Borselet. Uh, a standalone one it's just before a really big borsele road race so and it's part of the dutch dutch competiti so it has an amazing field even though it's not uci ranked and they all go for it because the dutch you know because it's a really good one and that was yeah. won by lisa blenauer ahead of ellen van dyke um chantal black was third but she's not here van vluten was fourth van der breggen was sixth Kat garfett with eighth near kirchman was tenth but that was flat so we haven't had any ITTs, any any important ITTs that are as long as this one, obviously as hilly as this one, or with this bigger field. And and I say this bigger field with some irony because I think it's like 26, 28 riders. Again, we've got some very good ITT riders yeah. who aren't here because they're not, you know, they're because because they're their nations aren't you know, represented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or or because or because or if you look at the Americans, for example, Carmen Small, the American yeah. ITT one of the best ITT riders in the world isn't here because there were only two spots for the States and they've put them in with um, Evelyn Stevens and Kristen Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, with the caveat that you've already provided, which is that it's incredibly hard to predict ITTs because we don't see a lot of them and um, with the added caveat that obviously we haven't seen the Rio ITT before. I mean, have you got any sense of, of what you think is going to happen or... or... Well, I'll give you my. I'm mean, obviously I've got like seven favourites because I wouldn't be. Me yeah, if I yeah. Made well, it I mean, of course, because there's there's about twenty riders, so I'm honestly yeah. surprised you've got it down to seven. <laughs> so uh, Van der Breger, Van der Breger is my favourite. Right. To win, um, Linda Willemsen. She's all about the ITT. So Linda Willemsen famously was on the ITT World Championships podium for five years in a row between 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, 2009, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, yeah, sorry, counting my fingers. Between 2009 and 2013, but hadn't won, gutting for her. She, she then wasn't even on the podium in 2014. She stepped back. She's been focusing on the ITT. She, she's been based out in the States where she rides the less prestigious races, but still does really well in them. But she's the current world champion. She's always been good at hills. I I, I have a feeling. I think Linda Willemsen is a really good bet. Yep. Um, the two Americans... I mean, Kristen Armstrong, we've talked about, she won the ITT in 2008, retired, had a son, came back and won Olympic gold, retired and came back. She's 
deliberately not raced against the best in the world. She was fifth in the ITT World Champs last year, which was on home soil. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, well, my, I had to, my question I, for Kristen now is after the amount of work that she put into the road race, I mean, how much of an effect is that going to have on her? My, my, I mean, mine was she's 42, and, you know, so am I. So, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm being mean about her age, but she's past her prime. I, I had her down as fifth. Um, in my in my in my kind of personal betting sheet I now I'm not sure I mean she knows how to win she's she's been world champion a couple of times who knows I I would be I am slightly uncomfortable right right about riders that go away and come back and that includes my absolute beloved Emma Pooley Um, although you know I adore Emma and would love her to do well Um, but 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 you know it's it's yeah I fuck i don't know i mean who yeah. knows it's going to be yeah. fat this is why it's going to be a really good race people it's going to be much better than you're thinking it oh you know yeah it's, it's not an obvious it's not as cut and dried as it looks it, it honestly isn't you know um yeah so the other american evie stevens she's yep. um she's a strong itt rider she's a good climber but what i don't know is whether her climbing less well than expected in the road race is because she's climbing she is because she's not feeling it or if she was just holding back because the itt exactly and and that's my other question about evie you know like it's just been hanging over my head i mean she was she was present in the road race and you know she finished and she she put in some nice moves and attacks when she was needed to but i didn't see her I didn't see her. No, well, that, but that's my point. You didn't see her for most of the race, but there was a couple of points where she did put in, you know, um, helping basically to set up um, Mara's move on that last climb, you know. Yeah. Um, and and so it, it is a little hard to judge because maybe she was saving herself. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, the thing about Evie is she set the hour record, a new hour record on the track this year. Um, Bridie O'Donnell, uh, first of all, it was, um, oh, I've forgotten her name, an American woman. Yeah, who set, lawyer lady. Um, oh, lawyer lady. What a terrible oh. thing to say. God, I apologize. Lawyer lady who set the what, hour record in yeah. this new in this new hour thing. Then Dr. Bridie O'Donnell set a new hour record. Um, at sea level and then Evelyn Stevens came back and set it at altitude but she didn't manage to break Van Van Morsel's um, Van Morsel's old school hour record um, Evie had not Evie went into the Giro not having won an individual race on the road since the end of 2014 yep yep she came out of the Giro with three Giro stage wins including the ITT I have no idea um, I've heard the rumour that she might retire at the end of the year, so she'll want that high. She's been part of three gold medal winning TTT squads at Worlds. She's had a silver and a bronze in the World Championships TTT squad. She's very good at climbing. She's maybe a little bit skinny, so she might get blown around on the on the on the coastline section of Grumari. Her descending isn't 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 is is a weakness, but I I've no idea. Yeah. Um, um, by the way, I did just cheat and look it up. It was um, Molly Van- Schaefer Van Howling. I'm so uh, sorry, Molly. Yeah, Van- sorry, Molly. Van Howling, that's terrible. Um, so you mentioned Ellen Van Dyke, uh, 2013 yep. ITT world champion, power rider. The world's course suits her much better than this course. The hilly, yeah, the hills yeah. won't be great for her. But if it's windy along the coast, that's perfect for that because exactly. she's Dutch. Exactly. She's she she won the t- tough hilly Turingen course. She was 
amazing. We talked about her in the road race, finishing 21st. She descends incredibly well. So while she might suffer on the second climb, on the second climb especially, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's not the cause for her. If she, no, but if she meddled, if she meddled, it would be an extraordinary performance. But she's a rider who can give extraordinary performances. She can give extraordinary performances, and given the the um, fallout from the road race is unknown, and how many of the the time trialists did actually finish the road race um, and stuff, I, I do think there is a bit of an open question mark. There's certainly an open opportunity for Ellen, I think, to meddle. Yeah. Um, Lisa Brenauer of Germany, can you yeah, slam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in 2014, in the World Championships, Lisa won the ITT gold. She was part of the TTT winning gold and she was second overall in the road race. Mm-hmm. I think Lisa is a better climber than Ellen van Dyke. She's, yep. again, very good in the wind. She's German. She's used to that kind of thing. She's got an amazing descent. She's got a good climb. It's not ideal for her, but it suits her. I, I, yeah, I, again, I think I think Lisa's my dark horse pick, you know, like um, just for all the reasons that you describe. I, I just, I think she's got, you know, I don't think there's any one thing that makes you go, oh, this course is suited to her particularly or whatever, but I think she's got enough of everything that she... She can really be there, so yeah, and you know, and she's, and I mean, we we saw her, we saw her in the road race. She was a bit, but she wasn't going, but she wasn't like, it, I mean, Trixie, Trixie Warwick's in there. Holy yeah. shit! I mean, Trixie. Apart from the fact Trixie would have burned, so Lisa, I think, had an illness over the summer because she lost her German ITT champs jersey to Trixie Warwick. But yep. Trixie Warwick, I think she was an under, she was a junior oh. ITT world champion. Trixie, she's and, and she's, she's a, been ITT ITT German champion before. You've Trixie, got a, you've got to pay. Is my dark horse. Yeah. Okay. And I think she's an excellent dark horse. You've got to pay tribute to. Trixie taking the whole notion of a cycling weight weenie to a new level and actually removing organs to strip weight. So, yeah, she's a know. bit skinny. She's a bit skinny and little, but yeah. but but again, but, German but, likes but, riding in the wind. And and removing a removing a kidney just to save a few grams is a is a big move. Let me <laughs> let me just say like, um, admit that much, but yeah, Elisa Longo Borghini. Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, I think after Third. yeah. Third in the Giro ITT. Did she give too much in the road race? But, you know, great climbing, great descending. Uh, if it's not like TTT, you know, if, if they're riding the TTT on road bikes, I think they might be riding the TT on road bikes rather than the full on, um, uh, you know, at least I don't think they're going, I don't think we're going to be seeing disc wheels if too it's much, windy. If yeah, it's, too much if wind. It's, yeah. if, it, if, it's, if it's windy. And that will play into... Elisa's hands because you know she it's more it's more you know a road bike's more maneuverable mm. riding without a disc brakes more despite more more I mean especially that sinuous descent I'd be very surprised if we saw disc wheels I keep saying disc brakes because I'm a cyclocross fan sorry um I think you know we'll see disc wheels on the we won't see them because the, the descent it'll make this descent hard it'll make the, the wind hard but you know I don't know um yeah, she's. I think she's yeah. a secret bet too. Um, she's not medalled in the world championships, but then the courses. Are, I mean, maybe I'm just being. I see my heart. My heart pick is Van der Breggen, Lisa Brunauer, Elisa Longo Borghini. Yep, yep. I think that's. I think that's a solid pick. I. I really wouldn't argue with any of those. I do have one question for you though. Um, it's a bit of an out there one, but you know, given that she is a, a young star, rising star, 
Um, how do you think Cash and your dome is going to go? Oh God, I would. I, I don't think Cash as well. The one of the interesting things about the road race was so M, Annemiek van Vleuten and M, and Anna van der Breger, You would have predicted them the other way around for the climbs, yeah. Yep. And Emma Johansson and Cassia Neodoma, you would have predicted them the other way around for the climbs too. Like I, I had Cassia as one of my main favourites to win the road race. And yep. Cassia, I'd love it. The other young rider we should maybe think about is Hannah Solove. Yeah, we probably should. I mean, I, I don't enjoy that, but okay. Uh, Hannah Solove, she didn't do that. I think she was in her 30s in the road race. She's super talented junior, caught doping at age 19 with steroids, came back in 2014 to win silver at Worlds. And she won't have been tested that much because A, Ukraine has more important problems to think about than drugs testing, but B, they don't really test their athletes at all. I think they did two tests in a year. Her results haven't been good. There's always a chance she might peak for Rio. Um, but she finished 34th in the road race, yeah. so maybe you're all right. Two more dark horses, uh, Tara Witten, Canadian. Yep. Um, Tara run bronze in the team pursuit in the London Olympics. She came back. You look at her Palmares and go, how the hell did she get selected for the Olympic team? But she was in a race where she crashed, huge crash that left her in a neck brace with like damaged bones broken in her skull. It came off just before the Canadian National Championships, which she won. She won the Cascade Classic. She might be too hilly for her, but, you know, she's an ITT specialist, pulled out of the road race early. And then the last one, Emma Pooley. Yeah, which, I mean, Emma's Emma's quite the unknown at this stage, I think. Um, not... Literally, she retired from road racing in 2014. Mm, mm. And, and has basically, I mean, she's been doing some extreme try stuff, but... Uh, triathlon, duathlon, world champion. Yeah, good, tri- good yeah. results in triathlons. But we, I mean, you know, she she came back for the Olympics basically, and you know, she's been doing a bit of racing, but I don't think we've really seen Emma yet. And and I don't know, you know, to me the question is, will she turn up? And if she does, I mean, then then it could be spectacular. It's it's a hard, it's difficult because she's very, very, very small and little, and so that that she might get blown around in that um, in that in that initial windy section. Yeah. But then she might, but then then she might not. Uh, then she might be great on the climbs. Is she good enough on the descents? I mean, she came, she got a silver, she got a road world championships in Geelong, where she actually made up time on on the descents which was in, impressive. She's a silver medalist from the 2008 Olympics. I have no idea. I, I, I you know, it, I just have no idea. No idea at all. And I just don't know. I just don't know, Dan. I just don't know. Oh, and, and Sophie Dyke um, is, is, you know, maybe hopefully a good, a good bet for a good bet for top five, top 10. Um, yeah. I think I've probably given like twelve names there. Haven't yeah, I? no. Well, I mean, should we just round out the full list and just mention it as, a, <laughs> as a shot? I mean, I mean, basically, we can just go guaranteed to be in the top twenty-eight. No, <laughs> let's, let's put it out there. Like, let's risk yeah. it all. Um, but, it, but I mean, I think this is the thing for me is, um, and and what I'm excited about. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Sorry, just cut off. It's your Aussie hope. Yep. What do you think about Kat? I mean, she's been sick for the last month. She pulled out. What do yeah, you think? She hasn't been well. Um, but Kat's tough. And look, I'm hoping. I guess the I best way I can explain fragile. it. Sorry. I think she's fragile, not tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
yes, okay, slightly different words, but anyway, um, <laughs> I, what I'm hoping for for her is a top ten, um, you know, but we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. But overall, I think to me the key thing is that this is a much more open race than than it might appear at first glance, and and to me that's the exciting thing is that you know I, I think there are enough really strong riders who will be going quite hard for it that it's going to be an exciting um, event to keep track of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's gonna be is oh, it's gonna be beautiful racing. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at underscore pigeons underscore. I've got a little list that I've got my favourite common tweeters set up on. Um, I'll also tweet you how to find streams if you're having difficulty finding streams. So do follow me because um, if you want to, I will talk a lot about the racing. Um, any questions, ask me at underscore pigeons underscore on Twitter or leave us a message on our site prowomenscycling.com. We cannot find um the videos of the of, Look, of the road race because the olympics are slightly hardcore about stopping yeah, it down olympics are way more locked down than than most races and um not least because they they sell the rights into every territory in the world and and so those rights holders are also quite protective of them so um if you do find video feel free to let us know but um for the moment we'll post whatever we can find but mostly it's just you know sort of news clip style highlight packages at best um yeah. do keep an eye out with your local broadcaster or web portal is the best advice i can give you and see if you can find a replay there uh in addition to hitting us up on the website or or talking to sarah on twitter uh feel free to throw virtual money at her in gratitude via patreon.com slash women's cycling um it will certainly make you more attractive to me um and arguably to people you actually would like to have attracted to you um (laughs) It, it more more importantly will actually help Sarah to keep up with uh, the huge amount of work that she does collating all this information and keeping us also mm-hmm. informed. If you would like to say stuff to me on Twitter, don't. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really, really insist, then you can find me at Dan W Official. But... Oh, and I just want to say hi to Mark Middleton because I think it's going to make him go squee. He said it would, yeah, so I promised hope it's going to make him go squee. squee. And um, I did also just before we finish off, I, I did want to throw out one question that Joseph Heaven asked us, uh, which I thought was a good one. So, closing question: um, Did Germany, Australia, Canada underperform in the road race? as they were all larger squads that didn't have a rider finish in the top 10. Um, okay. Germany did really, really well. They wrote, they rode exactly as a, as a team, as exactly as you wanted to do, but it just, they only had one climber, Claudia Lichtenberg, and she didn't have the legs today. So yeah, they underperformed on the one hand, but B, the other riders were fantastic. So yes, yes yeah. and no. Yeah, um, Australia, I, I... I, because um, and this is because there are only five teams that had four riders. That's um, Italy, uh, Netherlands, Germany, Australia, and Canada. So yes, I, Italy and Netherlands just performed exactly as you would expect them to. Yep. Per- perfect teamwork, perfect tactics. Couldn't couldn't fault them. No step wrong. Ended up with a gold and a bronze. Germany, you know, they the, Claudia wasn't having the legs. She still they the, the rest of the team performed beautifully. So I don't yeah. know how you how you judge that. Like, yeah, it's it. This is the thing about it with the Olympics. It comes down to one rider, and if you only have one climber, which exactly. Germany do, it's not like there's another top climber that the Germans could have taken and, because they're classics types. Yeah, exactly, and, and that is essentially my answer to to Joseph. I think it's a great question. Oh, hang on, I, hang on. There's two more, two more, two more, two more scores to talk about though. 
Canada, Canada, they were an outside chance. Caroline Cannawell is a great right is a great mount is a great mountain mountain domestique. Leah Kirkman is fantastic, but Leah's a sprinter. And Caroline Cannawell, while she's a fantastic mountain domestique, she's not uh she's not, you know, we, we didn't we just can't judge really. Um I think uh Caroline finished twenty-fifth. Um, which was, and Tara Whitten obviously is, we talked about her as a time trialist, she was never going to get up that hill. Uh, and Leah Kirchman was 38th, um, they had three riders, I think they did, I think I think they did as well as they could with that team. Um, Australia, man, I think they, yeah, I think they underperformed. Yeah, well, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, my, my point was, I think it's a great question, Joseph, but I think my first observation would be that just because a, a nation qualifies with um, a, you know eligibility for a large number of riders doesn't necessarily mean they have the right riders to fit that, you know, to fill that roster out to suit the course. You know, um, and, do and you think, do I, you I, think Aussie... Do you think the Aussie team that they picked, I mean, of course, hindsight is 50 50, 2020, sorry, Spratty, Rachel Nalen, Gracie Elvin, and Kat Garfoot. I, I, at one point, was thinking about on the descent, Tiffany Cromwell, and on the climb, Lauren Kitchen. And I was thinking in that final group, much as I love Gracie Elvin, she was never going to get over that climb well. Would it have been different if Lauren Kitchen had been in that? I mean, Lauren probably wouldn't have got over the climb either. Maybe Tiff well, wouldn't. Maybe it would have been exactly the same. Look, but the top, I don't think. Maybe, I don't. Think... Maybe it would have been exactly the same. But yes, Tiff. That's the glaring one to me. Is I would have, and I've said this before. I would have taken Tiff um, for for this course because I think of the current crop of Australian riders, um, she would have been our best shot for a top ten finish. Um, you know, now that's not necessarily that doesn't guarantee we would have got it. But yeah. Um, I, Elvin rode as Elvin was my impressive Australian oh, she, rider. She Grace, tried. She got some breaks. Rode, she tried. She got the uh, two breaks. Most importantly, the the second to last break. You know, she was she was at the right part of the race doing, you know, all of the right things. But yeah, as you say, she's not. And and I mean this with all respect to to Gracie. She's not the rider who you expect to get over that climb with the the riders that you do expect to get over that climb. No, I mean I, I mean Naylan, Naylan. Did Naylan underperform? I, I honestly, Nathan I was... don't think she did. I mean, this is my problem: is I think the problem was her selection, not her performance. I don't think Rach performed any better than I thought she would have. I, I think yeah. that her race schedule prior to the Olympics was light um, in terms of the types of races that she was sent to and the the teams that she was racing against. And yeah. I think, I think. You know, she was probably. I don't know what went through the minds of the selectors to to make that pick. I I can't speak to that, but I I think um, there was an overestimation of where they thought that that she would be able to perform in that. Um, mm. And and to me, that was the the misjudgment, not in her performance. I think she performed pretty much exactly where I expected her to. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, good question. Um, good one to round it out on. Thank you, thank you, Joseph. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoy the time trial. Next week we'll catch you up on the races that we haven't been able to cover yet, um, and all sorts of other stuff, including time trial and things. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about track and we'll talk about because the track starts this week um track starts track goes wednesday um goes thursday friday goes thursday friday saturday sunday 
BMX, uh, the big race is on next Friday, the finals, yep. and then the mountain bike women's is on Saturday. Quick shout out to Mel Hoskins, who went down hard in training yesterday. <sighs> um, Ouch. She's okay, but, you know, like the track burns you up pretty bad. So not the most yeah. fun. But anyway, it'll it'll help make the team pursuit a bit more interesting, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you. We can talk about this for ages, but we really do. I actually have to go complete a census now, as boring as that is. So, <laughs> thank you for listening. Bye.